0: podcast podcast, podcast. are we saying podcast Uh, welcome back welcome back to fanboys in a funky casual back at you once again as usual this is dennis this is lewis and this is harold um i'm hoping everybody had a great new year so far um you know things have at least no one's gotten sick yet so that's a that's a good thing that's a bonus yeah, it's it's better than 2023. So um, we a celebrate. Couple weeks into it already. Yeah, we we celebrate whatever it is that we can. Um, but today, uh, you know, we we you know we want to celebrate some things. But one of the things we haven't been able to really celebrate, really, aside from a really big spike, is um our numbers, our our, our listener numbers. Um, and we decide, you know what, we need to shill to the lowest common denominator. We we, we need to like figure out what is trending and so for the first time ever we decided instead of just talking about what it is that we want to talk about Harold and Lewis came up with this idea why don't we talk about something relevant um, <laughs> since, um I'm not good at relevance I- I'm throwing this um at the beginning of our uh, podcast to uh Lewis right now so Lewis what are we talking about what? today I'm like second in that, but anyway. You yeah, are I like, relevant, you know. I,
1: I like I actually have an active Twitter Twitter account or X account, whatever it's called. Um yeah, for this week should be interesting. Uh happy New Year listeners. Uh just because it is a new year doesn't mean uh things have slowed down. It's literally only been a week in the world of pop, but we got some pretty interesting things that come out of uh, specifically we got two pretty uh, big stand-up comedians or comedians in general that are making waves uh, for both good and bad. Um, and yeah, I think Harold had a great idea. We want to talk about this because, uh, yeah, if you're on any c- uh, social media platforms, you know and have heard of any uh, of Cat Williams, uh, you know, the uh, inf- uh, infamously, uh, well, oh, I'm sorry, of uh, uh, many comedy specials and whatnot, uh, making waves with some of his uh, off-the-cuff comments with Uncle Sh- Shannon Sharp on his show. And then on the second part of this uh, episode today, we're going to talk about Joe Coy, uh, a comedian that we haven't spoken about since a year or so now, since he did his live special here in L.A., um, you know, at the Forum. Uh, And yeah, like I mentioned, both comedians making big waves, uh, getting a a lot of uh, comments and, um, yeah, getting a lot of traction out there. So let's get to it. Uh, H, why don't you premise us with uh, Cat Williams first and foremost, dude?
2: Yeah, this thing is the most viral thing that I think no one was expecting at all. And literally, um, the
1: second day of January. Yeah, it
2: was like <laughs> <laughs> even I was like, "The I I didn't want to watch it." And then, literally every clip I saw on Twitter and on TikTok was portions of this interview. And I was like, "Dude, I just I'm just gonna man up and like sit down and watch this thing," and it did not disappoint. Um, I for decades now, and I will say decades because it's kind of true, have proclaimed that I'm not really the biggest fan of Cat Williams. Um, I just, you know, he was he's a funny guy, but it's just not really my style of comedians. I like my comedians, yeah, yeah. you know, mean and uh, subtle. He is uh, not as subtle. <laughs> but when I saw that he was doing this interview on Shannon Sharp, the Club Shay Shay, which is Either the worst or best name for Maybe. a show I've ever seen in my
1: life. Dude, and I, I, a workshop something else, dude. Yeah, I
0: know. His name what, is what Shannon. Sharp. That was our first uh, podcast name. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, interesting note. That was my nickname when I was younger. Club? <laughs> Actually, yeah.
2: <laughs> I mean, sometimes you are lean and sometimes you are very tasty.
0: Yeah, and I, okay. when I walk, I shay-shay.
1: And you're always shay-shay. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: that's, that's what we learned in class, right?
2: <laughs> um, but like, so the guy does this interview with Cat Williams, who hasn't done anything big in a long time, so everyone was like, what's he there to promote? Really nothing, I guess. And he starts the interview off just firing shots at every comedian that anybody has ever respected in terms of people around his level so you know cat williams if you guys don't know stand-up comedian uh did a lot of things in the mid 2000s up until you know a couple of years ago and even currently he's still touring as a comedian but he wasn't part of the he he is in the era of the kings of comedy and kevin hart but they didn't include him in any of their specials so it's like you know everybody else is doing their own thing in their own lane and it feels right off the bat that he slighted that he wasn't invited to any of those things or wasn't as big as any of the guys who ever came out of those projects. And he just goes for it and he does not stop talking about it for almost three hours. And it's a fascinating train wreck. You can't really tell if he's telling the truth about a lot of things, but there's a good amount of stuff where it's like, there's no way he's making that up. So, I mean, the stuff about kevin hart is a response to an interview kevin hart did a few years ago on the breakfast club where he said where they asked him how come he succeeded where cat williams failed and he told the people there he's like basically cat williams didn't show up everything that was meant for kevin hart should have been cat williams but he doesn't have the work ethic that kevin hart does and yeah so he's been holding on to that grudge for a few years so when he finally when he finally got his shot you know (laughs) he took it it and he ran with it for and but i think the best part about the whole interview is the person on the other side is shannon sharp shannon sharp not asking the best questions in the world but has the best reactions for anybody ever for that kind of interview and you know that's journalistic integrity i guess because when you have just Shannon Trump going. Oh, come on, Ken!
1: Oh, are you sure bad day?
2: <laughs> yeah, it's like <laughs> no, you can't be talking about. It. I was like, dude, this is. I was like, this is why they hired the guy. It's like he's not really bringing anything to the table here except reactions. <laughs> so it's like, yeah. So, <clears throat> and it for me at least, I watch the original Kings of Comedy at least once a year, because. Uh never for Steve Harvey, by the way. He's the worst part, and I've said this ever since it came out. Steve Harvey is the worst part of the original Kings of comedy movie. And then everybody else gets progressively better. And then it ends with Bernie Mac. And Bernie Mac is does one of the funniest stand-up sets I've seen in a long time. And apparently, behind the scenes, according to Cat Williams, Steve Harvey hated that. Like Steve Hardy. Harvey wanted to be the headliner of the, the whole show. But he couldn't handle the fact that, you know, more people were interested in Bernie Mac than he was. So it's like, you know, basically it's Cat Williams
0: being a hater for
2: three hours.
0: <laughs> well, that, that's that, that's kind of what I wanted to ask, H, because, you know, out of the three of us, you are more um, like I just listened to it. And like there, there was a there was a point during that interview where he was talking about phase on. And I was like, "Oh my God, not not the guy from Scrubs." I he's, was gonna say, was like, <laughs> "Donald Faison." He's talking about Donald Faison like that. He gave him alone. <laughs> so you know, uh, uh, some of the references that he, he talks about, I you know, I kind of had to look back. Um, I had to uh, listen and uh, try to figure out what was the um, what was the joke that um, uh, Cat Williams claims that he uh, that he did and he workshopped Um, and uh, got stolen by Cedric there, an entertainer and everything. Um, And uh, to be honest with you, for me, I I was having a hard time trying to determine what you said, whether or not he was being a hater or, you know, part of me, part of me is it's almost like when you listen to like like a conspiracy theorist uh, talking about (laughs) certain things. And it's almost like he's like revealing certain... You know practices that's done in within the, the the comedy circles, and he's like insinuating that you know there there's some uh, you know hidden power that's behind everything, and it's just fascinating to me. And, and the whole time I was like, is, is somebody gonna shoot this guy? Is <laughs> is gonna be like, <laughs> is he gonna end up dead one day, like tomorrow <laughs> like, or something?
2: See, that, that's the other thing about the interview that really kind of jars everything and kind of but it for him I guess it's on brand if he had stuck to ignoring the whole conspiracy theory thing that interview holds so much more weight and that interview but that at the same time if he doesn't do the conspiracy theory stuff people aren't talking about it as much Yeah. so I don't know if he's going for viral obviously it worked yeah it's at damn near 40 million views in a week which for nowadays where it really takes something spectacular to go viral on YouTube because anybody else can consume it somewhere else. And people are literally like, no, we're going to sit down for at least an hour here and listen to this guy, you know, you know, give props to those guys for being able to hold that conversation.
1: Yeah. um, I think the most revealing part for me for that interview is um, yeah, like just how I did like I did appreciate because again I'm not a big behind the scenes kind of guy. I did appreciate how Cat kind of distinguished the strengths, the strengths and weaknesses of certain comedians. Now, like this guy is a writer, or you need to be a writer, and this guy is a a, a performer. They're not mutually exclusive, or this person, you know, th- and whatnot. Because like it's right, like going back to the Kings of Comedy uh, part. Because, yeah it, it, even back when I did see it back in shoot how when did that come out 2001 2000 dude yeah um the fact that yeah Bernie Mac closed the show even though in the advertisements and even in the uh during the course of the show it almost felt like it was supposed to be Steve Harvey's show but then when you put it in the context of how Cat put it together of like yeah uh, you know Steve hated Bernie because dude was killing it like he was the show people I don't know, supposedly, uh, I wasn't there for the live tapings, but uh, supposedly people would leave, or when Bernie Mac would open the show, people would leave after his set because they knew he was it. So I'm like, eh, it kind of tracks. Bernie Mac did have, like, the funniest bits of that special, and in retrospect, like, yeah, maybe he was a hater. Um, I do also love that uh, Mark Curry got a shout-out. So yeah, shout-out to Mr. Cooper, dude. I did love that guy, uh, Tgif. He was one of my favorites uh, at one point in the early '90s. Uh, young Fob Lewis loved a combination of Will Smith and uh, Mr. Cooper. It was a wonderful one-two punch of like, "Oh, this is how it is to be a, a, an urban, uh, you know, a, an urban guy in the suburbs." So yeah, I, I love that an it, urban it took, guy
0: in the suburbs. Yes, <laughs> that explains your your style. It does. <laughs> doesn't it though. It does. Looking, it, looking, looking back, back at it. Looking back when I first met you, if you had if somebody had whispered in my ear, hey, um, he's going for Will Smith and uh, and
1: hanging with Mr. Cooper,
0: I'd be like, dude, bro, that's perfect.
1: Uh, look out for that guy. It's like, oh, there he is. He's exactly
2: going places, that guys. Is. Yeah, if, if like, if anybody, the two people that got it the worst was Steve Harvey and Kevin Hart. Um, right,
1: yeah, and dude.
2: Obviously, those are the two biggest names that he was pulling biggest out there
1: right now. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Kevin Hart, in Like at least an African-American comedy, short of Dave Chappelle. Uh, yeah. yeah, those are it, dude. You're right.
2: Yeah. Steve Harvey, you know, host of the Family Feud. And that's literally where he gets all his uh, clips from nowadays. It's just people giving silly answers and him doing his
1: facial reactions. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <his, laughs>
2: getting getting facial. And yes. then uh, Kevin Hart. You know, he just like I think we just talked about it, but he had a documentary um called The Headliners Only that just came out on Netflix a few weeks ago. And it's him and Chris Rock. And this is how I know Kevin Hart is not my style of comedy. He tries he sets up this whole bit for this documentary. I'm gonna spoil it for you guys. I'm sorry. I don't think you you need to watch this anyways. But he he does this whole bit he sets up for the last half of the of the documentary where I'm going to bring a live goat on stage that has a chain that says goat on it and present it to Chris Rock because he's the goat. And it goes off exactly how funny you think that would be. When and those, he, that was the joke. That's the joke is he, he bring, <laughs> he does the closing. So he, he's like, Chris Rock, come back. Uh, Special guest, Dave Chappelle, come back. Um, we know that you know me and Dave are pretty good but Chris Rock is the goat so here is a present here's a goat
1: I love that you played it like McBain from The Simpsons by the way that's the joke
2: yeah that's it's it's, (laughs) I mean I I was watching this documentary for like whatever how long it is and I was like this is how you're ending this documentary is your terrible joke here Gosh. Anyways, this people love this. people love Kevin Hart. I I am I don't understand it. I I I I don't some of his stand up is okay, some of it is really bad. Um but I get I can kind of understand why he's one of those dudes that's able to sell out stadiums, not like arenas, but stadiums. And cuz he has a general appeal cuz it's it's funny enough to be you know laughable but at the same time it's not offensive enough to drive everybody away it's the same thing kind of with uh fluffy except he actually has decent jokes so you know but yeah those two chad williams it's like he i think he sees in them the opportunity that he had and could have been but you know it just the things didn't pan out for him in that way so it's like
0: I so get why he's are, are at you them. going with the, the 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 notion that that he did that as a hater that he was he's bitter about um that he's not as successful as those three um is, is that what where where your stance is on the um uh, after having listened all three hours or what however long it was
2: yeah because I know the initial reason he came on is because he saw Cedric go there he saw Steve Harvey go there. Mm-hmm. and for some reason that other dude ricky smiley who i vaguely remember as a comedian
1: caught strays man yeah he as, he was going as off. A kid say, as, as a kid say
2: <laughs> yeah he he went off and the only reason he did it was because he saw them on that show on shannon sharp show so he was like okay if they were able to do their stories here then i'm gonna come up and do it here and i'm gonna attack those guys specifically and yeah and then like i was telling these guys before he spends way too much time talking about a character, a minor character, he played in the least <laughs> successful Friday movie,
1: in next and Friday,
2: Friday After Next, and he's just like everybody remembers that character. I was like, dude, I've seen Friday After Next like twice. I don't even remember. I don't remember any other characters besides the main
0: characters. So, I mean, yeah, he, it, he was talk- he was talking about um, you no, know, that he planned the um, the outfit of it, and everything. Right. So I, I went. <laughs> I went online and I, I looked for the uh, the copy. I was like, oh, it, it, to me, it just looks like Cat Williams. Yeah, it's and like every.
2: OK, besides Atlanta, which. Mad props to Cat Williams in Atlanta, but everything else that he's done, he's pretty just pretty much just being Cat Williams. So that's why even in Atlanta, it was very jarring to see him in those scenes that he does because he plays so much dramatic. Like he's a guy who just happens to have an alligator in his house. (laughs) So, you know, that, but the first time I saw him on Atlanta, I was like, dude, is that Cat Williams? And then it's like, yeah. So So,
0: let's, let's wrap up this, um, this portion of the conversation with this question. Um, do you think, um, coming out of the interview, yes, there's, all those views yes um he's the talk of the town um uh, you know even a podcast like us is having a conversation about him um what does it do for his legacy is it something that that has tarnished it or do you think um you know we always say there's no such thing as bad publicity you know is this something that boosts his um his viewership and uh, boosts people uh, watching his shows
1: uh, let me go first as the casual comedian, uh, comedy fan here. Um, like you said, then like, I think any publicity is good publicity in this case. This is the most relevant Cat Williams has ever been, even in my household, even in my car. Um, I literally had to call Harold on the way home today because I, just listening to the first five minutes of this podcast or this uh, that episode uh, he had with Janet Sharp, I was like, holy smokes, dude. He is throwing everybody under the bus, and he is, he, he is putting his dukes up against some pretty big names it's like this is brave like it's almost brazen to the point of like bro like uh, is he gonna go like does he know something we don't know and he's just like laying it out there because it's like eff it dude like what else do i have to lose i'm trying to figure out h is there like a wrestler equivalent to this of like somebody who was maybe fired from the big wwe or wcw and then instead of like finding another job just decides to like Air all their grievances and became like popular again because it's like it almost feels like it seems like something somebody would do in like as a as a former WCW or WWF guy because it's like it's such it's a playbook out of like wrestling practically of like I'm gonna just throw shade at everybody just to like I don't know if he even planned to get getting this kind of attention when he was recording this thing because you're right like maybe he did just go on there. I mean, if if we take it at face value, like he just said, like Dennis said, or like how he said, a cat said, said it there. He's like I am gonna set things straight because uh, you know this person or that person said that they made this joke when it was actually my joke. And yeah, I mean, I guess uh, these comedians do have a very weird but uh, strong and and earned sense of like ownership. It is difficult to put a patent on jokes. Or thoughts so like i guess yeah you have to have some kind of pride or some kind of uh you know to, to be in this industry you have to have some kind of ego and yeah he, he, he flaunted it front and center dude for everybody to see and we'll see uh it, it's only been literally a week into the new year uh let's see uh, In 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 a day and age where everything's uh you know clickbait and everything, so relatively fickle like we'll see how long this shine will last for Kat and if this will lead to I don't know an actual Netflix special or maybe some more uh, tour dates maybe those tour dates that he was talking about during the interview will I don't know sell out you know people may want to hear more or maybe this will be his new thing like his new angle of like he's the guy who is non-conformist and he's not you know he's not gonna settle because that's his whole uh, thing so, yeah, I don't know. That's a whole, I know, I know my rant was a whole lot of nothing, but, yeah, that's where I'm going for that one.
2: Uh, the answer to your question is if there's a wrestler equivalent, the wrestler equivalent's name is CM Punk. That's
1: it. There you go. The,
2: the guy left for a decade, trashed everyone for 10 years, nah, and then it was like.
1: five dude. I can't believe it's right there, dude. Yeah. And he <laughs> that's I, thought,
2: I, thought, I thought that's where you are going with. I did that's
1: not. Right. I was... that's right. You missed it. You
2: missed <laughs> it. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine.
1: <laughs> Um, oh yeah, he goes but, to every outlet and th- throws uh, Triple H and everybody under the bus. Yep, that's and it. then now hey. he's like, "Hey, I'm back." Like, you know um, what? It wasn't too bad, guys.
2: <laughs> yeah, but okay. So, um, one one other thing, Cat Williams does have a Netflix special. It was one of the higher rated Netflix specials from a few years ago. I watched it. It's not bad. It's pretty funny, but you know, like I said, not my cup of tea. Um, uh, mainly like another comic we're going to talk about later. I don't like my comics yelling jokes at me. I like them telling me jokes or telling me stories. Um, but yeah, it's I think it's totally just a ploy for um, relevancy and selling out tickets because there was no need for him to go. Uh, not as hard as he did, but there's no reason for him to include as many people as he needed to do. Mm-hmm. It was literally just like one of those things where it's like, I want to see how many names I can drop and how I can relate to all their stories. He's like the yeah, fourth gump of uh, haters.
0: <laughs> well, hate, 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 hate. <laughs> yeah, hate 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 hate. hate. <laughs> um well that's you know, all I was thinking about when I was watching it, <laughs> Speaking Hater. of um comedians who have made big waves the last couple of days, um, you know, the next one we're talking about is uh, something that has been kind of relevant. Um, and even like pretty much every single news outlet has their own take on it. Um, you know, whether it's because of a joke that he made, uh, whether it's um, who he targeted, um, but definitely one of the bigger uh, comedians that are, w- that we've been talking about is Joe Koi. Now, right. uh, you know, let's preface this real quick. And for those people who, um, you know, might think that I'm being mean, I- I'm not a huge fan of it. Um, uh, you know, Harold kind of talks about his, uh, this the style of com- comedy that he uh, that he doesn't like. Um, I don't like it when you go for the most lowbrow like comedy and just kind of like insist on it and make it and just repeat it over and over and over again. And I don't really necessarily think it's hilarious. Um, and so the person we're talking about is Joe Coy, um, and um, you know he was the um, the person that got tapped to be the host for this year's, um, golden globes. Um, and, um, you know, arguably some people claim that he did not do a good job. Um, and so, um, what do you guys think? Um, um, hopefully you guys had an opportunity to, um, at least watch it or at least uh, hear about it. Uh, what do you guys think of his performance? Um, you know, what, what are your thoughts?
1: Well, if, if I may jump in. So since everybody's kind of put then five cents on like, what kind of comedy stylings are into, let me, uh, help paint the picture for our listeners if you guys don't already know me personally um i'm kind of on the other side of the spectrum like i don't i I agree i don't like people yelling their jokes at me and making me and telling me to laugh or maybe like uh you know punching down to yes like haha you have an accent it's funny but in small doses yes i was the one that uh i was one of the only guys here that actually would see jokoi live at the forum before uh pandemic shut everything down Uh, Yes, I am the guy that watches the Netflix special with his wife whenever it launches. Because, yeah, there is a a weird itch that he scratches. And I get that it is not exactly everybody's humor. But, hey, that's why he makes the millions. Because for every two guys like you, there is one like me who still, you know, will support. And because, um, you know, it's kind of like it's akin to, like, the clubs and organizations on schools and campuses. It's like we have that shared experience. Like, I know it's making fun of his mom and his aunties and how we how we behave and all that good jazz but it's like yeah it's his bread and butter in a way and it uh what's the word i'm looking for it 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 it, it forms a weird you know connection with somebody out there when you hear again it it is like kind of petty of like hey it's i recognize that or i i too recognize that experience because i as a filipino know how it is to have uh tupperware and stuff so uh but yeah so but in that and so there you go so for the listeners i think that basically covers uh all three of ours sense of comedy arranging range and whatnot but um so yeah going back to dennis's question yes we did dvr the show because uh we had some place to be oops we had some place to be on sunday and to be perfectly honest the golden globes wasn't exactly in our top three awards shows but for once this is actually the one that's like hey you know this is joke way let's Uh, You know, A, like I said, I've seen him live. Maybe he'll do something he'll do well. And B, it's like, hey, dude, we got a Filipino guy actually representing. It's not the Oscars yet. It's not, you know, it's not the Grammys or the Emmys. But let's see what he does. Uh, It was not it, unfortunately. Um, Even given given everything I just said, it was not his best performance. Um, I know I've read the reviews and I've also read criticisms of how, like, you know, if your gimmick is being that guy making accents, maybe hosting a show isn't exactly going to be your forte. Uh, somebody like, you know, Kevin Hart maybe, or uh, or, or, or other comedians, or Billy Crystal, that kind of thing. Uh, they are more, you know, better suited for these kind of award shows where you can just kind of shoot from the cuff and, and uh, you know, go from the hip and like kind of tell jokes at, at a whim. And it'll fly because everybody's used to how you tell your jokes. But yeah, uh, unfortunately for, for myself, it didn't do well for me. It didn't land too well. I was really hoping for some better moments because, yeah, it's like you're rooting for the home team. It's like, come on, guy. Like, you can do it. Make that bucket. Get that three. But everything was a brick. Or most everything was a brick or a miss or, you know, an air ball. So, yeah, tough, tough watch for uh, even a fan like me.
0: Um, For me, especially the, the first part, the monologue part, Uh, what was tough for me was like I was, I you know again kind of like you um um Lou uh, I I wa- like I was interested in just because of the fact that he was, you know he was Filipino you know, um uh, you know first you know like um Asian um you know man that was mm-hmm, a, mm-hmm. host of of something like that I was really you know it, it, I I was willing to like set aside um what um you know my pre- I guess the word prejudice of of folks, oh, uh, you know or. <laughs> But um when I was hearing the the, the, the comments was, it can't be that bad. So I finally watched it and bro, the fact that within like the first couple of minutes you go back, you you kind of stop what you're doing and you start trying to put the blame of your jokes to somebody else. Um it, it was a clear indication to me that he was not ready for that. Mm-hmm. That he was above his head, like he was over his head. Um, you know. Like and and the the thing is fine, you know. If 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 the jokes that were falling flat uh, were were not necessarily yours, um, may, you know, maybe that's a good way to do it. But the joke that he he started it off with was with the whole Barbie booby thing. There's no way el- there's no way in hell that somebody else sitting in a table was saying, you know what? We're gonna do a joke about uh, Barbie. and We're gonna use the word booby. Um, yeah in joke like, that's a word that you would use that that is the lowbrow humor that i don't necessarily appreciate that's why i don't laugh at your jokes you know and every single time he would kind of like do comments like that i was like man dude really that's the choice that those are the jokes that um you know that like that you would that, that you would think of um, in in a moment like this, yes, fine. If if it's to be believed that you had ten days to do this, um, maybe just maybe you should have stuck and you know uh, and listened to the other joke writers in the room because obviously the jokes that you, at least for me and I could be completely wrong. Who knows? Maybe there was another guy there, um, that thought that 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 um that came up with that joke, but. If I were a betting man, and somebody you know told me that um, I had to, I had to make a bet, that would be my bet that that was a joke. And so, at least for me, and, and again, most likely the 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 prejudice of, of what I think of of him might might be there. But the the jokes that I cringed at, and the jokes that I thought was really terrible, um, you know, I was like, really, you're gonna do that? I yes, I know you're. You're 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 known as as you said he's known as the guy with the accent, but you're really gonna use your mom's accent during the the Golden Yeah, World.
1: in front of a huge nationwide cry, uh, crowd. Yeah,
0: yeah, it's tough. It, 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 it was tough,
2: dude. Yeah, um, I also feel. I've, I, number one, I feel bad for the guy. Um, he took the job, being like. Oh, this is my big opportunity. I can, you know, parlay this into bigger things. And inevitably, I think this is it's going to be a good thing for him that he, you know, didn't do as like so well because it was still viral. Like if you do well, um, how does that help your career? Anyways, it's like, oh, he hosted that show really well. That's cool. Maybe we'll ask him to do it again. But if people are like, man, it was so bad, it was one of the worst things I've ever seen that brings the curiosity level up so much more. If his monologue had gone well, how many people would have watched that monologue? Like, not like one third of the people that ended up watching it because they heard it was terrible. So good for him on that smart career move there. Um,
1: Do you think he planned it though? Probably not. <laughs> I want to say, I wanna say
2: he was hoping for the best and he didn't right. get it. And it sucks because like you guys say, and this is one of those things where it's like, because we're Filipino, I guess we're supposed to support him, but you know there's a lot of other cultures that don't do the same thing but Filipinos have to do it apparently. No. It's like, oh, you know, he's half Filipino, so half of us should at least support him, you know. Um and then I <laughs> the other thing is yeah, maybe you had 10 days to prepare but you still could vet the jokes that you is coming out of your mouth. Like if you had seen that the biggest movie in the world was about Feminism and women empowerment maybe don't you know, uh, <laughs> you know, just me just don't.
0: Uh, You're not a comedian, Harold. You yeah, know. D-
2: but don't denigrate it down to like the most obvious. Not obvious. Not even. It's not even low brow. It's just like it's it's low class. It. it it's he like, just
0: wanted to use the word booby. You
2: know? yeah, he did, and that's fine. You know, use use your boobies however you want. Don't use it if you're going to use booby, you should talk about oppenheimer that way because that movie was a boob fest it was you know booby cella 2023 and then he comes out here and he does it for barbie which you know and it sucks because so many people were so looking forward to being like let's celebrate everything great about all the great things that happened last year like we even talked about it in one of our previous episodes 2023 basically the year of the woman and everybody going after this one guy because he makes like a couple of bad jokes. And I felt bad. I felt really bad because for that Taylor Swift joke that he did, it just was not funny, eh? And then they didn't need to cut to her to make that face (laughs) so that it destroyed any sense of credibility this guy had. And it's like
1: for the rest rest of the
2: show. And Filipinos are great in numbers and, you know, the biggest supporters but Swifties are way worse and in greater numbers fear for
1: his health. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: So it's like of the funniest things have been for me, like going on TikTok, going on Twitter where it's like so many Filipino Americans were like, I'm so happy that to see his downfall. I'm like, dude, why would you wish negatively about anybody? And then why would you wish negatively about a guy who's, you know, the closest thing we have to representation in Hollywood, obviously, if he's, you know, the head or the face of Hollywood for the second biggest night, which technically that's what the Golden Globes is, you know, at least celebrated some way. And then at the same time, more people were mad. They're like, if they're if Taylor Swift doesn't come to the Philippines, I'm gonna blame Joe Coy. <laughs> and I was like, oh. Or if Taylor Swift doesn't come to Panorama City or the Bay Area. <laughs>
0: What stadium would would you play at in Panorama City? Chase Field, bro. Um,
2: here's the the thing, and this is what I, I you know, the the one note joke of Joe's Joe Coy's mom having an accent. Do his jokes work without the accent? No do his jokes work without the accent to people who aren't filipino no probably no, more absolutely than absolutely not no, no. yeah like i
1: think we talked about this when we you know when i shared my review of the show the um the crowd there you know are the filipinos and the people who love those Filipinos that came there. So of course, <laughs> the uh, you know the, the, the diversity of the crowd was the spouses of the Filipinos uh, who were there in the crowd. So yeah, it was a it was a tough setup to to think. Yeah, he was going to be able to do this in front of freaking Meryl Streep and yeah. and, and, and freaking um, you know Taylor Swift. Uh, yeah, that was not going to fly, and he should have known that. And it's oof, rough. This and is I'm, what
2: I. This is what I, I. I honestly feel bad for the guy because of the fact that outside of stand-up comedy, and occasionally guests that he has on his shows, he's not known to the general populace. Yeah, like even the, so, they were saying last year's host was Gerard Carmichael. 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 Ooh. God damn it! <laughs> it's, it's,
0: oh, he's Canadian. That's why it's, he it's, said it. That. Yeah, that's exactly. I
2: see. But. <laughs> But like, uh, and Gerard is a standup comedian. He is also an actor and he's had a couple of shows and he probably has the same amount of uh, popularity as Joe Koi does. And the only reason he was able to succeed is because he didn't try to put himself at the same level as the people that he was hosting for. Like Joe should have known that he is an outsider, even though he made his movie last year, he's not a Hollywood person, he is a stand-up comedian doing a stand-up right. job. Do stand up, do not pretend you are these guys' friends. Don't act like you know, this is part of your plan where it's like, uh, understand my jokes because I too am a Hollywood elite, you know. Yeah, That's st- yeah. stuff like that. It's like, dude, the reason Ricky Gervais was asked to um host that show a billion times and i hate ricky gervais but the reason that they asked him to do it is because he didn't think he was at their level so he started punching all of them and he attacked Mm -hmm. every person that was over there and people were like oh it's like a roast so people like joe coy are like oh i should roast these people dude it's not your style of comedy bro Mm -hmm. like stay in your lane not he i mean props to him for going way out of his lane but I mean stay stay in your lane comically. But in terms of you're doing a hosting job, you are in front of some of the biggest names in Hollywood. Yeah. Like take the back seat. Like let, let them be the stars. And then I don't know.
0: And it, it goes back to what I was talking about. It, you know, and for those people who might think I'm hating, um, I I, I agree with Harold, I feel bad for the guy. But um I'm hoping that he learned from it, and and I'm so far from his interviews. I I don't think he has. No. Uh, you know he he's, he's so defensive about the whole thing. But you know I I forget who said it, but somebody said that. Um, I think it was Michael Che. Um, you know Michael Che was defending defending him. You know. Um, but the idea that he, um, you know Joe Coy, um, should have figured out. You know, should should take this experience and uh, think uh, think about how you know as Lewis said he's he hasn't transcended yet. You know, he hasn't gone outside of his his um, his audience yet. And you know, I mean, that's why when we when we heard about that movie, that's why it didn't really click because again, he was just thinking of his small audience. And you know, I I know it's a woulda, shoulda, coulda, but I kind of wish that he he spent a little bit of time, took t- taking a step back, listened to other people, um, and you know, not had insisted that he have his, um, you know, that he do his style because unfortunately, his style didn't work, you mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. in in, yeah. in the end, um, that's what led to his downfall there. Yeah.
1: Well, yeah. let's try to turn it. A little bit. Uh, I think if you're listening to our pod, you probably tired of hearing the three of us talk. So, why I wanted to do something that Harold suggested earlier, and I think uh, we did it last week or a few episodes ago when we talked about the fallout of the Jonathan Majors uh, verdict. Uh, this time around, on our very fun and active Facebook group, we posted, uh, you know, Joe Coy's performance, and we posed the question to our fans and followers and asked you guys for your opinion. So, if you guys don't mind, um yeah, let's talk about let's let's give a shout out to the folks that uh, commented under the post and let's talk about what they wanted to say, what they had to say and kind of go from there. What is that cool with you guys?
0: Yes, please. All sure.
1: right, let's do it. Let's do it. So, yeah, again, shout out to all of our fans and all of our friends who are always out there and active uh, and, and responding and commenting. Uh, first and foremost, we have our friend Guru Janelle. Uh, if you are not busy on Sundays, come join her in her Silakali Kali classes out in Chatsworth. Wonderful guru and great teacher uh, all around. Uh, she says,
0: Oh, I maybe. thought that was his. That, I thought that was his whole name. Oh, that, no, that was
1: that was a cheap plug. I hope she hears this so that she can give me a discount for the next class, um, or maybe just give me like some uh, cheap karambit uh, knives. Um, anyway, so she Janelle says maybe he should have played more koi and not taken the gig. Uh, we see what we did there, and of course, uh, Mitch has something to say about that, and of course Harold had to say something funny. Uh, of course, I think you mean mokoi too many laughters so yeah maybe uh... (laughs) (laughs) stupid you have to read it to see it but uh yeah i mean i think janelle is kind of i know she went for the pun with the you know joke name but yeah maybe if you only had 10 days to prepare for it maybe don't but i don't know dude like i'm not a struggle i'm not even struggling i'm not an actor i'm not in the entertainment biz i'm a, a freaking uh Cubicle monkey in a comfy government job. Like, if I was presented, if an agent or a manager told me, Hey, dude, you're, 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 you, they want to try you out for like the third biggest award show, third or fourth biggest award show on the first one of the year, but it's only in 10 days, would you do it? Or I mean, I don't know, man. Like, I'm not the risk taker. I'm not that kind of guy. So who knows, right?
0: Um, so, yeah, I, but, I would. You know, I would, but I wouldn't do, do, use my own jokes. Oh, <laughs> I'd, I'd let what the do, do with,
1: it. But you said it too, though. Dan. like, would, it, you wouldn't use your own jokes, right? But would you throw them under the bus in the show? Like, no. the show how he said, like, those weren't my jokes—the ones that I wrote. You laughed at. I was like, oh, that sounds like a childish, like, yeah. I, mean, we're, I know we're losing the game, but those five points—that was me. That was me. I'm like, okay.
2: <laughs> Instead of like going to a concert and being like. You know all those songs that you're singing along to? I wrote those ones.
1: But yeah. the ones where you
2: go into the bathroom, the drummer wrote them.
1: <laughs> Somebody else.
2: <laughs> Steve Perry.
0: <laughs> Steve. Steve
1: Perry. So thank you, Janelle, for that. Uh, let's see here. Grant Ota had a nice long actually took it kind of seriously. So uh, he says he seemed very nervous and not fluid like his stand-up. So we have somebody here who has actually seen his stand-ups. Uh, I feel if he had more than 10 days to prepare, he would have done better. The media is also exaggerating the joke about Taylor Swift and playing into her expression to the max, to which makes people criticize him even more just for that. I think it's right. Like, uh, you know, Taylor Swift, uh, This is her, this was her year or this 2023 was her year. Uh, between her enormous concerts and becoming like the biggest it girl, you know, dating the dating Travis Kelsey and being on on, on Sunday Ticket every every week has upped her, you know, has her upped her cash. So anything like Taylor Swift adjacent is gonna get attention, good and bad. So yeah, I agree with that one. What do you guys think? Do you think the media is exaggerating uh, his performance? Um,
0: there's, I mean. Aside from that, um, I mean it—it's—it it, is a clickbait world. I mean, I can see, right. yeah. I can see where, where 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 what what Grant is talking about, and you know, I'm not going to deny that, um, that you know, kind of like the reason why Cat Williams, um, uh, story is still out there is because um of how um you know uh, you know how many people really want to find these things. So I I agree. It was. It was it wasn't great, but I have
2: seen way worse. Uh, I'm looking at you James Franco and, and Hathaway from the Oscars. Um, but I think more than anything, people are disappointed in the fact that it was the first time like we've been saying like a Filipino American was given a chance to go out there and be you know the star and they weren't able to deliver and you know if you're gonna disappoint people, It's really hard to disappoint the Filipinos.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's tough, like, yeah. All right, so uh, beneath Grant's uh, comment, we have Maves Vendua, again, shout out to everybody here, uh, who says she agrees, Uh, she listened to the monologue and it wasn't terrible, but uh, there were lots of laughs there. Again, this is her uh, her comment. Uh, I felt bad for him because of all the criticisms afterwards, but he also says some of the jokes are written by the producers. I think the media dramatized the Taylor Swift joke. If they're going to pick comedians to host, of course the crowd will get picked on. At least he didn't get slapped like Chris Rock. I was impressed, though, that he hosted because knowing where he came from, it's a huge step for our culture. Okay, so a little shout out to the Filipinos uh, out there. Filipinos are on the map now. Gotta say, I give him credit to... I'm sorry, I give him credit for being brave enough to host a big awarding ceremony with A-list celebrities. Uh, So again, yeah, uh, one of those, like, I'm not... I myself am not an entertainer, uh, you know. If the mayor's office asks me to host something, I'm I'm gonna gladly say thanks, but no thanks. I'm not that guy. Uh, but yeah, dude. I mean, shout out to Joe Coy for even taking the gig, less literally less than two weeks ahead of time in less than a pay period. He's like, yeah, I'm gonna do this. Um, so yeah, uh, that's from a and uh, a comment from Grant.
0: Yeah, we say poor him, but. I'm pretty sure he got um, he got paid for that one as well. Yeah,
1: he got paid, and I'm not sure if like clickbait articles is gonna get put any money in his pockets. But yeah, uh, we'll we'll see where we go from there. But like, it, like if
2: anything, <laughs> if he's a smart man, instead of going in the defensive route that he is going now, mm-hmm, he mm-hmm, turns yeah. this into a good bit that doesn't have yes. to do anything with his mom's. You know, I don't I don't want to hear his mom's version of it. I want to hear his version of it. And you know he, he doesn't have an accent, so maybe his future joke doesn't need the accent in it. That's that's what I'm hoping for. But if he does turn it into one of those things where it's like all these people from the Philippines started calling me, and then goes into the bad accent, which I think, by the way, as someone who is really bad at Filipino accents, his is worse than mine. <laughs> and I think if he didn't have a bad Filipino accent, I might be more accepting to his jokes. Yeah, that's just I,
0: what, that's I, I've I've heard. Her, his mom, talk. <laughs> no accent. Nowhere <laughs> even close to that. Like he's a he's terrible at making up his own mom's accent. You know what I mean? It's like I I, I don't know.
1: Yeah, I kind of like your idea there, H. Like you're right. Uh, I haven't actually heard him uh, speak since then, uh, but uh, from what you guys are saying, it sounds like he's taking the defensive route. I would love for this to be an opportunity for him to reinvent himself. Go on, I don't want to call it a revenge tour, but yeah, take it as like, you know, like...
2: It should be a revenge tour.
1: Take it like when Krusty the Crown crashes plane to the side of the mountain. Come back as an edgy comedian, you know, like uh, be that guy that like everybody counted out and like just be angry, like be that guy, like tap into something that maybe he hasn't uh, tapped into before because I'm not going to say that being a stand-up comedian is a comfy gig, but maybe the last few years he's kind of settled into something he was happy with and now it's like a wake-up call now that you know emma stone and jennifer uh, Je- uh jennifer lawrence know who you are it's like oh i gotta step on my stuff and everybody's saying you don't know my name you're gonna know my name now so yeah uh, we- we'll see from there um
0: Th- that should be a stand-up okay. special now you know my name
1: yeah <laughs> there you go now you know my name there you go Joko. if you need anybody named uh working on your stand-up titles uh, dennis is available
0: all um, right, or or the boy. Ta- or- Joke If you were listening, if you, if for some reason, listening to this podcast, um, bro, if you ran those jokes by me, I would have said no. I, just, I tell you, I would, I would have said, bro, bro. Um, maybe, maybe change it up.
2: Yeah,
1: <laughs> let's and workshop may- this a little more.
2: <laughs> also, a great title would be, um, I now go by Joseph
1: oh <laughs> there you go dude drop the joke hoy. It's joseph yeah. now.
0: <laughs> or it's pronounced uh, joseph
1: joseph <laughs> i know <laughs> just go yeah go embrace that embrace Stop the door, ignore, side,
2: ignore the joseph thing
1: yeah <laughs> uh so yeah speaking of haters uh shout out to mike hernandez uh or uh the deputy sheriff mike, uh, mike hernandez who said uh basically f Jokoy. that that dude is trash there you go short and sweet thanks mike <laughs> love you dude that, that's how you know we're
2: not vetting any of the comments
1: at the moment no. <laughs> yeah well thankfully he edited himself but he said f love i love the, I love the fact
0: trash. that not only are you giving last names but you're giving them what what uh job oh, yeah, 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 yeah.
1: if you need to know where they're at let me know guys <laughs>
0: <laughs> i know where he's working <laughs> I know
1: where uh, he lives. I know, <laughs> I know where he lives. All right, so we got a few more comments. Let's go through these pretty quickly. Uh, not quickly, but uh, we'll, we'll give everybody a little bit of love tonight. Um, Bong uh, says... Anyway, there is no such thing as bad publicity. This can easily be used. Okay, there we go. Uh, I think he's on the same point of Z. This can easily be used as a jumping point for a comeback story. We've come a long way from Rufio and Leah Salonga. Lea Salonga, geez, Lea Salonga, Lea Salonga, being the only mainstream representatives. Uh, parentheses. I know Lou Diamond Phillips and Rob Schneider were, but I didn't know about they were Filipinos until the two thousands. So yeah, uh, you know, take we're, we're going to take uh, take the little. The victory here, lap, and say like, hey, at least he got up there, so more power to him. Uh, what do you guys think about that one? No, th- no such thing as bad publicity.
0: Look, all I'm saying, Bong, uh, I, I'm glad that you're you're throwing out all those names, but you know, don't 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 belittle Paulo Montalban, bro.
1: Hey, man, exactly, dude. He, he was
0: representing us before, uh, you know, a lot, a lot of people. And bro, shout out to Paulo Montalban.
1: Yeah, shout out to uh, no, he he wasn't Liu Kang, he was uh, Kung Lao, Kung Lao in the short-lived Mortal Kombat live-action series. Yes, sir. H, how you, dude? No such thing as bad publicity.
2: Well, there is. Well, obviously... You're the marketing guy. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, there, 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 there is this? there is such thing as bad publicity, but I really in in terms of entertainment, unless you have done something worth prisonable, i.e., you know jonathan majors and harvey weinstein Ooh. um there there's always a comeback story dude. you look at mel gibson mel gibson can go on an anti-semitic rant for decades and still be cast in stuff you know i mean
1: right yep, yep. Well, I,
2: but at the same time joe doesn't have that privilege that some of those other people do so
1: yeah yeah like i was gonna say like paul rubens made a huge comeback bounce back from his controversy but yeah i don't think joe is quite on the level as poe yet yeah Uh, and and at
2: the same time the thing that he did is not even close to the worst thing that anyone has ever had to come back from like right yeah yeah yeah. will smith is still acting
1: that's true and yeah. his wife is actively sabotaging him. Yeah.
2: <laughs> and she's still getting gigs too.
1: Yeah. It's not even subtle. He, she is actively trying to bury him. <laughs> yeah.
2: So, it's not the worst thing to come back from and yeah. it's one of those things where, you know, comebacks like if Will Smith does one or you know, um even comedians like Louis CK or, you know, whatever he did was not
1: good. Ooh, yeah.
2: Yeah, but their comebacks have been at a smaller scale and this is one of those things because because what they did was so bad that it's like it's gonna take you a time to, to build up to get it back to some kind of relevancy. Whereas here he started already pretty much an unknown, got yeah, a little yeah, yeah, famous, yeah. got a little fame from it, and it's like now what can he do with it? And that's the thing, yeah. is what can he do with it?
1: Yeah, yeah. If
2: he yeah. can turn it around, and if he can like uh make fun of himself for it, that's a win. If he doesn't and takes it too seriously. He's never going to see that level of fame ever again. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: Um, yeah. Uh, personally, uh, just real quick. If speaking, of, uh, people listening. If anybody from the Golden Globes um, are listening, uh, if you need a Filipino, a funny guy, uh, Eugene Cordero. would um, oh. be great there. Just, just, just so you know. Yeah, he was so funny. He was even funny in Loki.
1: <laughs> For the five minutes, he was there, he was great though.
2: <laughs> yeah. Also the fact that the good place had the most Filipinos on screen in years.
1: At <laughs> any one time, I know, right?
2: <laughs> yeah. When you have three Filipinos on screen at the same time, it's always like a joyous occasion. Yeah. And anytime Jason Mendoza went to visit his dad and his best friend, it was like, oh,
0: <laughs> Donkey Doug. <laughs> that's representation, bro. That was That's my Roman Empire. <laughs> <laughs> All right. uh, A few
1: more comments left. So Mitch Lozada, again, another prolific uh, commenter. I don't know where he works, but uh, I know he went to CSUN. So there you go. Uh, Let's see here. Oh, this fool is pitching his own YouTube channel. So boo to you, Mitch. Uh, He says (laughs) me. (laughs) i delete this guy. I'm just kidding. Uh, Me and my crew weigh in on this conversation. He provides a link. In short, Joe Coy's performance was average. Okay. Keeping it real. Uh, any media that says he bombed is just trying to make more of a buzz and clickbait since no one is really watching these award shows. Anyway, kind of true. Not going to lie. My biggest thing is just take the win. What other Filipino American is on the main stage? Exactly. Don't sugarcoat it, but we can be proud for a fellow Filipino. Um, I agree. Uh, this is probably the most award show I've seen ever. Cause just because yeah, Joe said he was going to be on the show. uh, uh I'm not going to lie. I didn't even know the Golden Globes were going to come on this weekend until, unless, uh, yeah, uh, if it wasn't for my wife who reminded me, hey, uh, Joko is hosting it this Sunday. Like, let's DVR it. Uh, so, yeah, uh, award shows, unfortunately, are not are not getting that same shine, at least the show itself. The awards itself, I'm sure they, they, they still carry a lot of weight, and, you know, it, an award winner is going to garner more uh, a higher wage than somebody who hasn't. But the actual shows themselves, I'm not sure if they're getting – you know, they're, they're not what they used to be back then, with, you know, event watching kind of thing. You just kind of Google who won the day after. Uh, so, yeah, the fact that everybody's clicking it and I'm sure they're, they're getting more activity on their social media than they ever have might be a good thing for everybody involved. So, yeah, uh, what do you guys think? Meh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're just mad that he put his YouTube channel in there. Yeah. I'm kind of mad at that. I didn't even know it that. Uh, just do
2: one more comment, Lou, and then I have like one quick thing to say. <laughs>
1: Yeah, actually, absolutely. Actually, the last uh, comment we have here is from Eric and Egg. Uh, I'm, she says, uh, I'm kind of with Mitch. I mean, like, how often are we going to see anybody that is AAPI, Asian American Pacific Islander? It's a win for our community. Sidebar, not to mention that we had two people of Asian descent, first Asian female actress and second Asian male actor, win a Golden Globe in their category. So, yeah, unfortunately, all the jokey stuff kind of overshadowed the fact that Beef won a lot. Uh, at this award show. Anyway, uh, besides, there's always going to be haters uh, or people who dislike the show hosts anyway, no matter what they say or do. Ta-da! So I think that's the last comment, at least the last significant comment that isn't a GIF. Uh, so yeah, H, what's, uh, what, what you got do? Yeah, again, okay. shout out to Beef. Uh, yeah. I haven't actually finished the show, but really intense, really good. I can imagine, I can see how uh, Steven Yin and um, Ali Wong earned those awards last night or uh, over the weekend. Okay, uh, but yeah, this is my quick
2: worked. my quick observation from Joe Coy's last Netflix special. Um, he his special was him and a couple of Filipino comedians going to the Philippines and doing their comedy over there. And every time they did a joke where they would use their Filipino accents to Filipinos, those jokes did not land at all. And I really feel it's because. Those jokes are more for Filipino Americans, people who are not from the Philippines, because Mm
1: -hmm.
2: from everything I know about my Filipino family in the Philippines, they kind of hate people who don't speak the language or are not from this country making fun of their English accents. So I'm like, maybe don't bring that kind of energy to your next big gig. (laughs)
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. Actually, actually, I want to argue with that H because um, I I think it's a little bit different. I think it's because Filipinos in the Philippines don't realize they have a terrible
2: <laughs> exactly
0: accent. because when I was in the Philippines, bro, I thought I was fluent and I thought I you know I I had the best English accent ever and somebody crushed my dreams. So you know,
1: <laughs> it was a reality check. I was like, oh, I am not good. At <laughs> Turns out I am
0: not fluent. I I know the words. I just don't know how to pronounce them. Okay, cool.
2: Also, my dad has always instilled in me of the whole, uh, like, my dad doesn't like his comedy, and he kind of doesn't like other people who make those kind of jokes. Because he's like, you're making fun of people who have an accent, but those people speak two languages, and Mm -hmm. how many do you
1: speak? (laughs) And I'm like, I, I I think I have more in common with your dad because my kids make fun of my accent sometimes. Like you speak two languages then, fluently or as fluently as I could. <laughs> then get back to me, Sarah. Talk about my baseball. Shut up. You, you have an accent? I hate you guys. Haters maybe. No, seriously, you
2: have an accent. You don't have
1: an accent, do you? Well when I get it when when I'm oh, when I'm yelling geez. at my son at his basketball games, yes.
0: Um Lewis has an accent when he speaks the gala, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so
1: confused. Like, when do I have an accent now?
0: It is amazing. <laughs> oh,
2: every, I've heard it. It's
0: pretty every amazing. single time, every single time Lewis uh, is forced to, uh, is, uh, to to speak that I, I, I want to have like a chair and, and popcorn just just <laughs> <And> pull up, <laughs> up. like yes, yes. Wait, um yeah I, shout out to my
1: shout out to my mother-in-law who's staying with us right now because my tagalog is getting a lot of exercise the last few months.
2: I would say my <laughs> favorite is interaction. In my favorite interaction with Lewis and speaking Tagalog is uh with your dad, Dan, because your dad is like the most proper Filipino I've ever met in my life. <laughs> and, you know, pronunciation is key to your dad. <laughs> and I feel him judging everybody when he's talking.
0: To- <laughs> it is amazing. What can I say? Uh, well, okay. That's it for us. A uh, uh, shout out to every single person um that we, uh, that we stole your comments from for content. Uh, We really do appreciate it. Um, And, you know, this is kind of what we kind of want to do that, you know, um, you know, I joked around about shilling and everything, but we really do want you guys to feel like, um, you know, not just our uh, Facebook page, but our, you know, our podcast is something that you can have a say uh, as well. Um, So uh, thank you very much for those people out there. Hopefully you enjoyed our episode. Um, If you do enjoy our episodes, um, you know, even though uh, somebody gave their uh, YouTube page and we still don't think we're pretty enough to be on the YouTube page. I don't know about him. Um, but, you know, if you want to take a listen to all of our older episodes, you're going to take a look at the two fanboys, com, And, of course, Lewis?
1: On Facebook, uh, as mentioned already, you can, uh, on the search, I'm sorry, on the search bar, type in two fanboys and a filthy casual at our uh, main page, as well as, again, our very active uh, Facebook group with a bunch of like-minded gamers, fanboys, fangirls, uh, book nerds, and pop culture enthusiasts. And actually, while I have the, the moment, uh, shout out to, I, I know I just made fun of my own son making fun of me, but uh, turns out we might have some of his and his friends listening to us uh, lately. So if you're one of those uh, young men and women <laughs> listening to our show, hey, thanks, man. Give us a shout out. Uh, add us on Facebook. I know Facebook is like your dad's social media's but still uh, add us in uh you know add, add comments and give us the perspective of uh the youths out there the youths the youths and or on twitch because or or because
2: is, you're young you can follow us on t- uh twitter on instagram or there on it. tiktok because there you go chances are you'll be on that more than you are <laughs> on facebook because page- you know
1: where your grandma's asking you to like her page. Yeah. At our time, <laughs> they're great grandmas.
2: Um, two fanboys. And you can one ask casual. Her for
0: your grandma to
2: follow us. So that's all. I'm yeah. there. <laughs> that's, I mean, if I still had grandmas, then I would oh, ask them. Sorry. Ooh, <laughs>
1: <okay. that's> a,
2: <laughs> but, you know, two fanboys, one casual on those. Anywhere you find your favorite podcast, we're there as well. And now that my blister has healed from my thumb from playing too much video games, <laughs> I will be back to streaming on twitch.tv slash casual Gaming.
0: I'm glad Lewis. that blister was only on your fingers. Oh, um, yeah. That's it for us, ladies and gentlemen. Hopefully you enjoyed the episode. This is Two Fanboys in the Filthy Casual. We'll this Dennis. This is Lewis.
2: And this is Harold. And speaking of stand-up comedy, Dave Chappelle's The Dreamer. <laughs> Let's talk about it. An
0: opening joke. <laughs> and...